Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty joined by just two of the boys, Thacker and Matt. I damn near said Kyle. He, he's not here. He's outdoor dashing. But anyways, we are talking about, again, each week when we sit down to record these, I can't believe that we're like this many episodes into the last of us. I can't believe that. We're five episodes in now, boys. I can't really believe that. It really don't like it's it is it feels like just yesterday we sat down for this the you know the series premiere which was phenomenal episode I if you remember last week ranked it as my favorite episode so far or I think I think I ranked it as my favorite episode those those far it was something like that I can't remember it's been a blur but let's talk about episode five because. If I thought episode one was the best episode of the first four, I think there's a very, very good shot that episode five just took the crown for the best episode to this point. So, Matt, I'm going to start with you because back when we first recorded uh, for the premiere, mm-hmm. you were one of the one of the things you said I think at the end of the episode was you were looking forward to Lamar Johnson as Henry. Yes. Let me ask you. Did he deliver, or did he deliver? I'm just gonna say, it's like they ripped him straight out of the game. He he owned that character because notice when you are acting and you're being someone that you know. For example, Henry's already a character that exists within the game universe. We have yet to see Henry exist in the show universe, and now that we have gotten that, he made it. He made the role his. Like I was, I was so proud of him, and I can't remember the name of who played Sam, but their dynamic was just flawless. It's almost like these two people, like these two actors, knew each other. Like they were actually brothers, and I cannot like believe how well, like especially with how young. The actor who plays Sam is, I, I'm guessing, probably roughly about 11 or 12. Like, well, I know in the show he's eight. At least the character eight. in the show is eight. Yeah, he says, okay. and by the way, the, the actor is Kevon Woodard, by the way, right. who's actually right. who is actually deaf in real life, just like he was yes. deaf in the show. Yes, and seeing that on the screen with him him being deaf, and I, I was actually really curious as to how the communication was going to be outside of Sam or excuse me, outside of Henry, because Henry knows, you know, ASL. And I, I guess we were wrong that Ellie's going to be fluent in ASL, but I did yeah. like, a, I did like a, a, in the journey that he was slowly teaching her. Um, I got that feeling too, yeah. Well, you know, I, Matt, I don't feel like we were like too far off because I feel like I read quite a bit that said she was going to know ASL. It was, or it was just yeah. going to happen that Ellie knew ASL. Like I don't think we were that that far off. I think no. that the rumors just weren't true. Yeah, like I think that the rumors were saying that she knows full ASL, but she knows bits and pieces, which um, really helped drive the story with her relationship with Sam uh, through the episode. One hundred percent. I, I want to say that one thing I liked about Lamar Johnson's uh, portrayal of Henry, I think that the best part of it, and and you don't really get this in the game. There's, it's a very, very key character departure. Uh, Henry is not a good dude. He's not a good dude at all. In fact, at one point, you know, when after Joel and Ellie have met Henry and Sam, you know, he asks him, you know, were you with Fedra? And he goes, no, I was a collaborator. Yeah. He was essentially a rat. And he, he, he helped overthrow Fedra. And so, to me... It's very interesting because in the, in the game, Henry is kind of portrayed excellently, by the way. I think that 
I can't remember the name of the actor. I think the actor's name was Brandon Thomas. I think that was his name. It was Brandon something. But the way he's portrayed in the game is almost as just this kind of happy-go-lucky character. And, he, he, you know, he's, he's a good guy. He looks out for others. And in the show, he's kind of that more realistic, that gritty survivor in that he's looking out for him and Sam first, and he doesn't give a damn about what happens to anybody else, really. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I personally love that. Uh, Thacker, we saw a lot of the Hunters last episode, and we see quite a bit of them here. I think that one thing that went, because Thacker, we watched the episode together until your, your ass fell asleep. I did. Uh, <laughs> I did. I, I was tired from that. We, we, we watched, you know, we watched this episode together, and I think that there were people that thought that the Hunters were kind of a, almost like softened up last week. Like they weren't really shown to be all that ruthless until the very end. Uh, let's talk about Kathleen and how she just executes that whole group of people or has them executed. Uh, even when they give her the information she wants, I feel like for the short amount of time that this character was in the show, I feel like she accomplished quite a bit in becoming kind of that more minor villain, um, that was it's not really there for the long scheme the long term of uh the show honestly like it was kind of mind-boggling to see this momentary villain come in and show what it's like to live in a apocalyptic world Cause yes she wasn't really concerned about them they didn't really care about the sacrifices pretty much and it was more so i'm more worried about the people i have to protect and that just yeah. it brought some humanity to her but it also showed like this is someone who cares more about the survival of the many versus the survival of the few i agree and again you know the hunters are portrayed kind of mindlessly in the game they're kind of just and they're just again minor antagonists that are enemies that you kind of just slaughter in dozens along the way of the journey um but i think that kathleen's character brings a little bit of humanity to them brings a very very ruthless side of humanity to them i will say um along with and again i bragged on jeffrey pierce last week i'm gonna brag on on him even more this week i thought that perry again a really really interesting new character uh that added quite a bit again in terms of being you know he's almost that 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 main advisor to Kathleen yeah he kind of serves as that that lieutenant to her and you know tries to kind of talk her down when he feel when he feels like she's kind of going off the rails a little bit but ultimately still supports her through whatever they choose to do and, and I think that Jeffrey Pierce again nails this role so uh Matt one one part of this show that I, I thought was very interesting was kind of showing Sam and Henry when we first meet them. We see we see their origin of how they were in this building. They were holed up in this building for what I think eleven days. Yes, where you know they go and they they meet their their guy that you know their their informant that's you know got a place for them to stay and he's got food this that the other. It kind of shows kind of the descent. Uh, it kind of shows you know over time how you know, they run out of food. Uh, we see a lot of, and I really loved this, the, you know, giving Sam a little bit more character, uh, the artwork. Yes. I really, I really like that. And again, I feel like it's those little moments of humanity in this show that really bring the emotion and really make you love these characters. 
Yeah, their introduction scene hit so hard, Ike, because there's not a lot of dialogue in this scene, like, as they go through, minus, you know, the ASL and and Henry whispering back. But it moves the narrative so fluently, and it it doesn't need any kind of, like, crazy crazy backstory or, or, you know, how they ended up where they are. We saw their relationship through this scene, especially... Uh, that one gentleman that was with him, you said his name was... Oh, I didn't say a name. I, I, to be honest, I have no idea if it even gave him a name. I'm going to no, be the real, guy, really honest there. Yeah, the older he, was, he was killed. He was eventually assumed dead, or yeah. presumed dead. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they ever said his name. I could be wrong. So, one of my favorite lines is from that gentleman when, you know, he's looking at, he's looking at Henry, and, you know, Henry, the one thing he doesn't want Sam to be is afraid... And he, he looks at him and he's like, the only reason why Sam would be afraid is, is that you're afraid. And then I love that little scene where he crawls over to, to Sam and he was like, do I look afraid? No. I. And then all the drawings, I think, really gave a lot of, so much personal, because it's so sad. Sam, Sam is a, he's, he's a, kid. a kid who has, he, you know, he can't hear what's going on. He has to communicate through ASL. He's got so many challenges in this current world that, you know, he he would he would be completely like he would if he didn't have uh, Henry, you know he wouldn't have anything, and mm-hmm. they did such a great job showing the relationship that you know these two brothers have been through a lot and continue to go through a lot throughout this episode. Um, but I, I I I really I really love what they did here, and on I mean maybe this is a hot take, but I I, I personally I feel like that they did their relationship better in the show than the game, but that could just be me. <laughs> I think that in the show, it, it's so hard. And that, uh, maybe there, maybe there's, you know, at the end of the season, maybe at the end of the season when we can do an episode kind of digesting this and delving into this, no. this topic a little bit more, it's so hard to compare a game to a show because in a game, it, it, the biggest thing is they're both just two completely different mediums. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so hard to compare something that you're sitting there actively playing Versus something that you're sitting there watching that you have no control over, really. So, I want to say that I think that they did a great job of kind of depicting one of... I I, I don't know what the correct word here would be. One of, of, you know, the accurate parts of being someone who's deaf is... You're not hearing all the crazy stuff going on around you. You know, you're, you're not hearing... You can't hear gunshots. You can't hear infected. You can't hear clickers. You can't hear explosions. You know, the old man tells, you know, Henry, you know, the only reason you have a reason to be afraid is if you are. That's because that's how that's the only way Sam knows what's going on if he's not seeing anything. Because he can't hear anything. Yeah. So if Henry reacts and he's freaked out, obviously then at that point, Sam would have a reason to be freaked out. I really think that it's, it's a much deeper line than it probably initially sounds whenever you hear it for the first time in the show. But I feel like that line does a good job of kind of depicting what it would be like for a deaf person in the apocalypse, especially this kind. So the episode moves along and we get into the tunnels as they're trying to get out of Kansas city. You know, Henry convinces Joel and Ellie to come with them. He can get them out of the city safely, this, that, the other. Uh, I find it interesting because w- one thing, cause Matt, me and you talked about a few weeks ago, I think that yeah. them changing, uh, from Pittsburgh to Kansas city, didn't really have any major implications. I will say the one that I think it did is that Pittsburgh 
is close to a body of water. Yeah. And that, because of that, that leads, you know, in the game, it leads the four of them to the sewer system that's kind of a little bit more secluded out of the city, whereas now they kind of have to just go into the sewers and you run into kind of the underground civilization that you run into in the game. You see that there, the school, all, all, all of that stuff that you see in the game. Yeah. And I like this because as someone who I really do like the liberties they've taken, I also like to see bits and pieces from the game that I recognize. Yeah, I, exactly. I like I like to see these set pieces that I recognize, and I feel like the sewers really, really well done. You can tell that Joel still doesn't one hundred percent trust Henry, um, and I think for good reason. I mean, this is somebody that when Joel woke up, he had a gun pointed in his face, <laughs> had an eight year old pointing a gun in his face. Yeah, but I feel like that scene also works more just for the fact that you see more of Ellie and Sam bonding you see more that uh, clearly that they have not been around you know people that are near the same age like they're and they're not even really near the same age but they've not been around other quote-unquote kids all that often at least not in this kind of environment where they're a little bit more free they're not relying on or they're not having to follow strict rules or anything like that and i like that i like that relationship it leads to a very very heartbreaking end of the episode but before we get to that there's kind of a big elephant in the room that we have to address. Oh, no. And my fucking God, it is that bloater. Holy oh, cow. <laughs> Rusty, I know you they, and I talked about that one. They that knocked awesome. that shit. They knocked that shit out of the park. Apparently, so get this. It was a, 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 a United Kingdom six foot six bodybuilder that was playing the, the, the bloater. That had to wear, you know, like that that bodysuit and all that. I can't imagine how heavy. I, I I think they said online how heavy it was, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I mean, it was just that bloater. One of the most menacing things, Thacker, I think I've seen in TV in recent memory. Agreed. Like, I I had to look it up, but Adam uh, Basil as the bloater, just that amount didn't of, have a single line didn't, didn't have, have a single, single line, line but he killed it but killed it fantastically and i know rusty like i said you and i talked about it the bloaters were bullet sponges and yes even still if you die to a bloater in the game it rips your head off just like it did perry and my my boy jeffrey pierce went out sad yeah. <laughs> but man was that gruesome and it that is what made this episode take the top spot for the episodes so far for me in ranking. I love the, uh, I love kind of the illusion that the infected are underground because Henry says early in the episode, because I think Joel at some point remarks, uh, you know, they haven't really seen that much infected and Henry has a line at one point. He goes, yeah, that's because Kathleen ran them all underground. So when they are awoken, they come out in droves. It looked like for for any Game of Thrones fans out there, <laughs> you're, you're gonna either hate this reference or love this reference. It, it very much reminded me of the Battle of Winterfell. <laughs> it very much reminded me of that. Like it looked like World War Z. How how many of them came out of that hole at one time? And that that whole that whole action scene, that whole like that last like four minutes of seeing the hunters. And just seeing how these infected just effortlessly rip them apart, Thacker. I, I think that in terms of action scenes in this, uh, in this show, 
up there as one of the best moments, I think, in the entire show thus far. Most definitely. Like, that was probably the most action-packed episode. Had the most dynamic set of characters that we have met so far and really brought a lot of character to what this show has yes 100 percent. i love also and i kind of mentioned uh seeing things that were in the game i love that the section with the sniper was in here as well yes. i like that because that is a that's another one where you know that's another moment uh from the game, that I, and it's a moment of gameplay very late in the Pittsburgh section where you kind of have to go from house to house. You're trying to take this sniper down. And it's changed up just a little bit here, obviously. It's it's not the exact same as in the game. It's it's actually quite different. But I, I like that they left that in the game. Again, just seeing little things like that really, uh, really... They make me happy as a fan of the game. So... Yeah. We've put it off for uh, for quite a while now. We've put it off for the first bit of this episode. But it's time to talk about uh, the ending. Oh. And I, I, I didn't know if the show would be able to do this better than the game. And I think the show 100% did. Uh, obviously, at some point in all the skirmish, Sam gets bitten. And he ends up becoming infected the next morning. And attacks Ellie. Henry kills Sam, then turns the gun on himself and kills himself. And the acting by Lamar Johnson and Kevon Woodard here, impeccable. Absolutely incredible acting. Loved it from both of them. Again, I love Kevon Woodard. The fact that he's only in one episode, I absolutely hate. I would love to see more of him. Same with Lamar Johnson. Uh, but Matt, a big, big departure from the game in this scene, and it's to some people who watch it, Probably not that big of a difference if I told you it was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But the fact that Sam shows Ellie the bite, yep. I, I feel like that adds to it because then Ellie says, oh, my blood is medicine. You know, she's yeah. immune, supposedly. And she tries to help him only to wake up the next morning and find that he's turned. I feel like that added so much emotional weight that Ellie knew about the bite thought she could help him and then wakes up to the, to find the hor the horror the horrifying reality that she couldn't. Yeah. It's I think that it hit so much harder the fact that you know they were they were having just a regular night. They just went through probably the craziest experience of their life and they're just in that little motel and they're reading the comic together and Sam, you know, over over the course of this episode built that trust with Ellie, you know. He he figured that Ellie wouldn't tell Henry or, or Joel because let's just face it. Um, if Ellie told Joel, Joel would, would walk in there. No hesitation. Yes. Knowing that, knowing that Sam had the bite and it broke my heart because you know how much like Sam meant to Ellie. Like Ellie finally has a friend. That's a, you know, it's a kid that's going through the same stuff that she's been going through. And, just watching her desperately, you know, she cuts her, she cuts her hand and she puts the blood on him and she has all this hope that it's going to work because it worked for her. You know, she got bit and she's immune. And I think the one thing that really broke my heart in this episode is when she wakes up and she just sees Sam sitting on the bed. She calls him out, but he doesn't react because when you're transformed, when you, when you are changed, 
by the fun by, by the cordyceps that sometimes like for example in episode one the older lady was able to walk she she wasn't hindered by her by her age her, her physical yep. prowess but henry was still deaf even when he was changed Sam, mm-hmm. or excuse me, yeah, Sam was still deaf when he changed, so he did not see or he did not hear Ellie. So Ellie was, you know, immediately taps him on the shoulder. He looks around, and immediately we go to that scene where he jumps her, and they fall into the living, uh, the living space of the uh, of the motel where Joel and Henry are. And then, yeah, and then it goes on from there. And my God, uh, Henry having to shoot Sam in the head was just heartbreaking. Because they came this far, they they went through so much together to get where they are. They even had the promise of Joel and Ellie that they could go with them. And I think, you know, if if things had changed a little bit differently, I think it could have been great to see these two characters going along with you know with Joel and Ellie. But that's just not that was just was not in the plan. You know, they made some changes from the game to the show, and I know a lot of people when I when I went on Twitter were like, why couldn't they just change this? And it's just like because it doesn't have the same impact. If they were to keep these two characters who had such a, a vital point in, in The Last of Us and they kept them alive. So I, I just want to say that well done on, you know, sticking to your guns and, and keeping the story, you know, the same. And, I want to say this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Matt. My bad. Go ahead, Matt. You know, you're, you're fine. Um, the other thing I want to say is I, I, I cannot believe the fact that that swarm of runners were actual people. I thought that was CG. So yeah, it's wow. all people. It's crazy. Yeah, that was all people. Oh, in the the entirety and, of it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think what I want to say to the people that think that Henry and Sam should have lived, that they should have changed this or the other. Here's what makes that moment. Speaking from a perspective of somebody who has played through the game a dozen times at this point, yeah. here's what makes that moment as emotionally impactful as as it is, is because. You spend so much time with Henry and Sam, you feel like that's going to happen. You feel like they're going to stick with you throughout the rest of the game to the point that when Sam, you find out that he's been bitten and then Henry kills him and then kills himself, it the the moment, it's a very sudden and shocking moment and it works to perfection every time I play the game. It works. That's the whole point. Like everybody in in I, I heard a reviewer of the game once say, everybody in this world is working as a means to an end. Yeah. There's there is an end game in mind for every single character. Tess's was literally to make to 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 show Joel that Ellie's immunity was real and that this was worth something. Sam and Henry's is to get Joel and Ellie out of Pittsburgh in the game, out of Kansas City here. And, you know, to show them that it's okay for them to trust people. That's their end game. Obviously, we get the next episode, the next big character that we're going to be seeing again, thankfully, because I'm excited to see Gabriel Luna some more, yes. is Tommy. Yes. We're going to see Tommy. We're going to meet Maria, who who is a, big, a key character in both Part 1 and Part 2. She's a very key character in Jackson. Um, and I'm excited because based on all of the stills that we've seen, and all the shots that we have seen from the previews, Jackson looks very much like it looked in the game. And I'm really, really excited for that. Thacker, closing thoughts before we, 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 call, we call this an episode. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most in next week's episode? Or I guess this week's episode. Because at this point, uh, we're almost, we've almost had episode five for a full week considering it came out last yeah. Friday. Yeah. Um, honestly... I'm I'm with you. I want to see more Tommy. That is one that 
I feel like we haven't seen him enough, and I know he's a huge role in this. But on top of that, I want to see not mainly just like to see Tommy or to see Jackson. I want to see how they're going to portray the relationship that Tommy and Joel have now. I want to see how they portray that. Question, do we think there's a chance that this this part with Tommy gets split up into a couple episodes? I think because because this is like this is a pretty long section of the game. When you think about the game, there's the hydroelectric dam, there's you know the the attack by the by uh, the raiders and all that, and then there's also you know there's Jackson, there's Ellie running off at some point. Obviously, they're not going to do everything exactly like the game in all likelihood. But do we think there's a chance that this is going to be two episodes and not just one? I'm kind of hoping for it, um, especially because this is a huge part of the game. This is where we find yeah. a lot of information. We get a lot more detail, uh, a lot more help. I'm hoping that we get more than just a single episode on it because I feel like if they are making it one episode, it might feel a little cramped and cluttered. Yeah, I, I could see that. I don't know. I feel like if the episode is long enough, it'll be fine. Like if it's if it's like an hour and fifteen minutes, I feel like that's a long enough episode. Uh, Matt, we're careening very very qu- quickly towards one of the bigger emotional moments that from the game, and that's when you know Joel and Ellie have their blow up. Yep. You know when he tries to hand her off to Tommy, and I I have to say. We saw a little bit of that in the teaser trailers for the show. I'm excited to see that play out. So that is going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can follow us as well on Facebook at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, for Thacker, for Matt, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.